0: Happy Sabbath again. Uh, We are back at another crack of pandemic, making sense of a crisis. We basically have said that when disruptions happen, God intends for disruptions to create relations with him. So right now things might be disrupted, but I want to encourage you, utilize this moment, utilize this situation to draw closer to Jesus Christ. Then we develop the concept that they are stages of struggle. Each one of us is going to go through struggle, but the good news is, and what I love about God is that he is with us every stage of struggle. And our focus has been in Matthew 24, and I'm going to continue that focus this morning. And I want us to turn our attention to Matthew 24, verses 32 to 36, verses 32 to 36, Matthew chapter 24, verses 30. 2 to 36 if it's not in the word it doesn't it doesn't deserve to be heard so open your bibles and please wherever you are you know what i'm about to ask you kindly stand for the reading of the text please stand in your homes you know what i mean so that as we read this text we are alert and awake so that god's word is going to speak to us wherever you are you know please stand with me and join me in the reading of the word even those of you guys in the room with me Kindly stand for the reading of the text of of scripture. The word of God says, beginning in verse number 32. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. Jesus loved using parables and he's back at it right here. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves. You know that summer is near Hmm. or summer is coming so you also when you see all these things when you see all these things know that it is near at the doors it's knocking Mm. assuredly i promise you i'm putting my money on this (laughs) i say to you this generation (laughs) i'm talking about generation 2020 This generation will by no means pass away until all these things take place. Now notice, Jesus drives the point further. He says, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words, what I say, somebody needs to uh, listen to the word of Jesus right now. What I say will by no means pass away. If God has promised you good things, he means it. Heaven and earth might pass away. Your job might pass away. You might lose somebody, but his words will not pass away. And then Jesus finishes the the text when he says, But of that day and hour no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Allow me to take this text and tell you that summer is coming. Allow me to tell you that summer is coming let's pray father thank you for your goodness thank you for your love speak through this weak human being i pray that i may be a rusty nail on the wall and that we can hang the portrait of jesus right there and that somebody will see jesus and not henry Tembo. I thank you and I praise you. Give me confidence. Give me grace. In Jesus' name, Amen. See, school and I have never always had a love relationship. In fact, we have always had a love hate relationship. I was that kid who was always late getting up. Somebody understand what I'm talking about. I was that kid that. Every morning, my father threatened my very existence with a switch. I was that kid who would get up, dress up, go in the direction of school, get to school, but not go into the classroom. I was that kid that would come back from school as if I had gone uh, to school. When I met Jesus Christ in 2006, May 3rd, 2006 to be exact, when I gave my life over to Jesus, the first thing that happened in my life is that I became an avid reader of the Bible. For the school year 2005 to 2006, I didn't go to school at all. But for the school year, the summer of 2006 to 2007, I found myself enrolling into school. I'm here to tell you that God has a way of turning what we hate into something that we love. God has a way of taking the thing that you don't like and make it the thing that you like. Now you see, the arch enemy, the arch enemy in all my schooling years was mathematics. Oh, I hated math. You know, I was the kid that did enough, barely enough to pass. I was the kid who always needed to have a tutor in fact when my brothers and sisters looked at me they never thought I'd be an engineer you know they they just thought man this guy is never gonna make anything out of himself math was a terror you know what I mean it was like it was like Isis to me you know I, I hated math and it was just something that I didn't like somebody can relate to what I'm saying so when I decided to do theology I said, well, math is a thing of the past because I'm going to be studying Bible and it's about reading. It's about just getting in the word. You know what I mean? There's no mathematics. There's no uh, equations to balance. There's none of those things. Right. When I got to AUP and I took the entrance exam, they told me, look, you have to do a math exam. And to be honest, at that moment, I started to sweat. I'm talking about sweat all over my face. I'm like, man, math again. I thought I was out of this situation. So there I am, I took this entrance exam, and after the entrance exam, when the results came out, uh, the guidance counselor told me, he says, Henry, look, you have to take college algebra with review. Now, AUP students understand what review is, because what review means is that you're going to take the class uh, in a remedial class. Now, the only time that they offered college algebra with review in AUP was 6 a.m. in the morning. Golly, 6 a.m. in the morning. But there I was going to class 6 a.m. in the morning. And here's the other thing. Um, People told me, Henry, who's your teacher? I said, so and so. He says, whoa, brother, (laughs) you are in for the time of your life. That teacher is hard. That teacher is difficult. And so there I am. I hate mathematics. I'm already sweating in my heart, in my mind. I'm going to class 6 in the morning. It's so early. And then I'm there. The teacher is already difficult. I've already been, have these premeditations in my mind. I've already made conclusions in my mind that I'm about to face a difficult teacher. And, 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 And so you can see that I'm in a very terrible situation. But when I entered the class, yes, the teacher was hard. Yes, the teacher was difficult. But he was the greatest math teacher I have ever had because he helped me to see. That math is an essential skill. Uh, Let me put it to you like this, my brother, my sister. God will use a medium repeatedly so that you can learn a lesson. God will put you in a situation, God will put you in a position, God will put you in a place so that you can learn a lesson. And as long as you have not gotten the lesson, God is going to continue to bring the lesson. Some of us, we are not learned, we haven't learned yet. That is why you are still in that same position because you haven't learned yet. Some of us haven't learned yet. That is why our bank account still looks the same way. Some of us haven't learned yet. That is why our health is still the same way. And God will continually Persistently and consistently bring the same medium, bring the same uh, lesson, so that you can learn it. You see, my brother and my sister. For me, mathematics became an essential skill that I needed to utilize. God helped me to understand that you need mathematics to be able to calculate the amount of verses in a in a passage. God helped me to understand that you need mathematics to be able to double check your bank statement. You need mathematics to be able to calculate your bank account you need mathematics to be able to to know that the conductor has given you the right change i realized that mathematics was an essential service in my life and so my brother and my sister take courage and take confidence the reason why you're going through something repeatedly is because god is trying to teach you something and in this season of struggle in this season of challenge in this season when things don't look right, look all right it is time for us to learn the lessons that god has intended for us to learn and this is the spirit of the passage which i read you see jesus comes back to the same medium that he has always used, he uses a parable, parabole. In other words, taking something and comparing it to something to draw a spiritual truth. And so Jesus comes back to the idea of a fig tree. And I looked around in the Bible and this is what I saw. I saw that Jesus uses the fig tree more than any other thing. Maybe there's something else I didn't see, but this week I saw that Jesus loved to use the fig tree i learned that at least four times jesus uses the fig tree the first time jesus used the fig tree is in matthew 7 verse 13. there jesus talks about people and he's talking to the disciples and those listen to him on that great sermon the sermon on the mount and he says look if you want to know what a person is like you need to study the fig tree the fruit the person's life is gonna help you to understand it's gonna help you to know the kind of person they are you need to study I'm giving somebody something right here you need to study the words and the actions of somebody when you study their words and their actions it's going to help you to know the kind of person that you're dealing with and so Jesus says if you want to know a person study the fig tree and it's gonna tell you what kind of person you're dealing with the second time Jesus uses the fig tree is in Matthew chapter 21 and verse number 19. There Jesus is gripped with hunger. I'm talking about lapar. He's just, just hungry. And he sees a fig tree in the distance. And looking at this fig tree, he says, wow, I think I'm going to eat something. Because a fig tree with leaves indicated that it had fruit. But upon closer investigation upon closer analysis upon a deeper look jesus sees leaves but he doesn't see fruit and so there jesus realizes that this tree (laughs) this tree was pretending to have fruit but it didn't have fruit Uh, allow me to put it to you like this my brother my sister people can only pretend for so long eventually you are gonna see what they're made of and so Jesus is explaining to them that listen you don't need to worry about people's words study them carefully and soon enough you're gonna know if they're the real deal or they're a fake deal Hmm. the third time Jesus uses the fig tree is in Luke chapter 13 and verse 6 to 9 there Jesus uh, and the other Gospel writers, Matthew and Mark, do not record this instance. But Luke records this instance. There Jesus paints a picture of a man who has invested all of his resources to grow a fig tree. He planted planted it. He pruned it. He fertilized it. He irrigated it. He took care of it. But year after year, for three years, he comes to the fig tree and he sees no fruit on the fig tree. And so he's frustrated because his investment seems not to be panning out. And so he tells his gardener, he tells the one in charge of the fig tree, he says, let's level this this fig tree, let's cut it down. But here the gardener says, Master, I understand you're frustrated. I understand that things don't make sense, that this tree is not producing the fruit that you expect. But please give it one more year. And so Jesus was teaching a point that sometimes we may not be at the place where we need to be but because God is so good he will give you time because God is so good he'll be patient with you until the moment that you achieve the purpose and the standard for which God has called you to be and so Jesus wanted the disciples to understand like a fig tree I'm not gonna cut you down I'm not gonna level you I am with you I'm beside you and somebody listening to me needs to hear a word right here my brother and my sister God is not through with you yet God is not ready to cut you down God loves you, he's going to continue to invest in you, trust him, love him, and make sure that he brings you to the place where you need to be. And so the fourth time Jesus uses the fig tree to teach is in our passage. Jesus comes back to the fig tree to draw an important lesson. Now interestingly enough, you see, the fig tree this parable the fig tree is recorded in all the synoptics that is matthew mark and luke now if you're a thinking person you're going to realize that if something is repeated three times it means that it is important and the place where it is repeated is a critical moment because it is the speech of jesus just before he's about to go to heaven and so you and i need to look at this parable one more time you and i need to look at this lesson one more time and see what is the lesson that God is trying to teach you and I. And so my brother and my sister, the first lesson that Jesus intended to teach is that winter comes before summer. Winter comes before summer. Look at the verse. He says, now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near now implied and unsaid in the words of jesus is that before summer comes there has to be winter unsaid and implied in the words of jesus is that before a season of joy there's a season of struggle implied and unsaid in the words of jesus is that we are going to go through seasons of struggle before seasons of joy my brother my sister allow me to put it to you like this Winter can come at any moment. Winter can come when you see a gigantic bill and you do not know how you're going to pay for it. Winter can come when you are unblocked, you are blocked or unfriended on Facebook. Winter can come when you become sick and unhealthy. Winter can come when you lose a job. And God knows that winter has come. Winter is with us in COVID-19. My brother and my sister just wants us to understand that winter is a necessity before summer can come. Winter is a necessity before you can enjoy the goodness of the Lord. Now, allow me to put it to you like this. It implies that the fact that summer has come, I mean, uh, winter comes before summer, and Jesus uses the fig tree, it means that the fig tree... Had lost its leaves. It means that in winter, the fig tree didn't have the beauty of the leaves. Now, you see, many of us look at trees that lose their leaves and we say, oh, that is fall season. and, And we think that the tree has simply just allowed its leaves to go. But I learned scientifically that when a tree loses its leaves, we call that abscission. That's a big word to simply say that a tree is going to lose its own leaves. Now, in the process of abscission, a tree creates abscission cells. It creates abscission cells, and these abscission cells act like a knife that shed off the leaf. Now, a leaf is important because a leaf allows the tree to convert light into energy that is able to feed. The tree. And that is why trees are very important. But when winter comes, the tree must make a calculation. Because the process of converting light into energy, called photosynthesis, requires copious amounts of water, which is lacking in winter. (laughs) Follow what I'm saying? So the tree must make a decision. Am I going to survive or am I going to look good? Am I going to be beautiful or am I going to build myself up and make it through winter? So the tree must make a calculated decision to lose its own leaves in order for it to survive. My brother and my sister, you need to understand that in a moment of winter, you cannot be cute. You must be critical you cannot be a a miss universe you must be in the universe you need to realize that there are some things that need to be shed off like leaves they are not that important they are not an essential service in your life right now in a season of struggle it is time to adjust our budgets yes I said budget yes I use the B word adjust your budget you may not be able to order out every day you may not be able to, 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 to to buy your favorite things you need to trim back and cut down because If you let the leaves remain, you will not survive in the winter. You see, I learned that, you see, leaves are important. Yes, they are. But you see, the tree must learn to live from the ground. The tree must learn to live in the ground in which it has been planted. The tree must learn to to be comfortable with the position in which it has been placed in. The tree must be comfortable with its surroundings and root itself and eat from the ground. My brother and my sister, let me give you a word. Right now, God has placed you in a specific position. He has placed you in a specific place. And if you only remain content with the place that God has put you, you are going to survive the winter. COVID winter is going to pass you by and you're going to come out on the other side. Brother and my sister, it is not time to get cute, it is time to get critical. Cut it off, cut it off, cut it off, and let it go. You must make those decisions, they're hard decisions, but they're necessary if you're to survive in the winter. You see, I learned something that you know trees, leaves are important but not essential. They are beautiful, yes, they are nice, yes, but they're not really necessary for the tree to survive. My brother, my sister, here's a word coming to you. Some of you need to let go of some leaves. A friend of mine talked to me yesterday as we were talking about this leaf situation. He said, you know what? I have discovered that some people are good as exes. Some people are good as exes. Because when we were together, it was always World War Three. When we were together, we were always struggling. Things were not working out. So my brother, my sister, there are some people you need to shed off like leaves. They are not helping you right now. Just critical in your life, they're not helping you right now. Just sucking life out of you, they are not helpful right now. Those are the people you need to let go because they are not going to help you survive in the winter. Because the tree understands it is more costly for me to keep the leaf on than to let it go if i keep it on i'm going to continue to expend energy i'm going to continue to expend my my resources into something that is now going to help me in the long run and i'm a brother my sister there is something beautiful about a tree shedding off its leaves because when a tree sheds off its leaves three things happen the first thing is that a leaf can fly off a leaf can fly off into another part of the forest and because the leaf has uh, the properties of the tree, it has some seedlings of the tree, it is able to now regenerate and reproduce themselves. My brother and my sister, some things if you let them go, it's going to only help you reproduce that thing that you're trying to grow. You need to let it go if you want it to grow. (laughs) Let me say that again. You need to let it go if you want to grow. You need to let it go if you want to reproduce. So right now, my brother, my sister, it's difficult. It is hard. But let the leaf fly off. Another thing happens when the tree sheds. sheds, It falls into the ground right there. And it becomes manure. Mm -hmm. Right? And the manure aids in the feeding of the tree my brother, my sister, whatever you are going through, whatever you need to let go, it's only going to come around and bless you. It's only going to come around and benefit you. And so, yes, it is hard to let it go. But my brother, my sister, in the winter of your life, in the struggle right now, you have to let go of some things. Do not become cute. Become critical and let it go. The second lesson Jesus was trying to teach with the fig tree. Is that after winter spring comes after winter spring comes Uh, Jesus says now learn a lesson from the fig tree when its branches has already become tender and puts forth leaves you know that summer is coming and so when Jesus talks about the fact that leaves are gonna be coming out He's referencing spring. He's talking about a season in your life where some things are supposed to grow. Allow me to put it to you like this because the tree made the critical decision of shedding off leaves in the winter, it created a space. It created a space for no leaves to grow. (laughs) It created a space. For new leaves to go. So if you don't let it grow, you cannot grow because there is no space for the growth to find itself on you. And so that is why it is important for you to let it go. My brother and my sister, the beautiful thing is this: the tree does not make the leaves grow. The tree doesn't hustle and hassle to make the leaves grow back. The tree stays in the ground in which it has placed it has been placed. It stays where God has intended it to be. And when it it is eating from the ground that God has intended it to be, to eat from, it grows. So my brother and my sister, it is not your duty to make summer come. It is your duty to stay in the place that God wants you to be. I know you want it bad. I know you want the relationship bad. I know you want the job bad. I know you want that big break bad. But my brother and my sister, it is in God's hands to make the break come. God is the one in charge of the situation. All you need to do is to trust God in this moment. Be in the place he has called you to be. And my brother and my sister, the growth is going to happen naturally. It's going to fill the place that it is intended to be filled in. But you must let it go if you are to grow. Now you see the text says, um, learn a parable from the fig tree that when its branch has already become tender... And put forth leaves. You know that summer is coming. So in order for the leaves to come, the branch needs to be tender. Hmm. It needs to be soft. It needs to be, it needs to be like a, like a baby. Soft, nice. So that the new leaf can come. You see, some of us, we are old, hard branches. And God needs to soften us up. And God uses struggle. God uses difficulty. God uses challenges to soften us up. Some of you, you thought you were an old branch. You didn't need nobody. But right now with COVID-19, you realize, man, I need a home. I need a heart. And I need my health. And you realize that, man, I cannot do with people in my life. And now what you don't realize is that God has now created a space for you to see the need of those things. God wants to grow you to be a more patient and kind person. God wants you to love your wife and wants you to love your son. wants you to love your daughter more by putting you in a place where you see them more. My brother and my sister, some of you in this season have realized that life is not about going to the mall. Life is not about making money. Life is not about going out. You have realized that I need to depend. God I need to depend on his goodness and my brother and my sister trust him enough and I want to tell you that the leaf of love is coming the leaf of health is coming the leaf of joy is coming the leaf of that financial breakthrough is coming but my brother and my sister trust God enough that he will bring you the leaf at his proper moment all you need to do is to prepare the place for the leaf to come Amen. amen So my brother, my sister, Jesus says, winter comes before summer. After winter uh, comes spring. But then Jesus says that after spring, summer is near. Summer is near. And that's what he's saying. Now learn this prayer from the fig tree. You know that when it has already become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is coming. Now you see, Jesus Christ is emphasizing a, a fundamental point which I want you to understand. Jesus is saying, no season ever lasts forever. No season ever lasts for eternity. Uh, the winter is going to end. Because he understands that people cannot be in a winter season the rest of their life. There is need for summer. You understand what I'm saying? Even Antarctica has summer. And that tells me that winter will never last forever. That tells me that your season that you're in right now is not gonna last forever. I know it feels like forever to you. I know you're like, Man, this is difficult for me. I cannot take it. I understand, I understand that. But my brother, my sister, understand that if God is with you, you know that He uses the winter to change the situation. You know that He uses the spring to bring things into life. And so if you're still in a season of struggle, there is something that God still needs to do in you there's something that God still needs to change in you so my brother take courage but I want you to understand that your summer moment is coming COVID-19 is gonna end hallelujah somebody it's not always gonna last it's not always gonna end it's not always gonna be with us there's a time that is coming when we're gonna be able to run on car free day again and I'm looking forward to that day I'm tired of running around my complex I'm tired of that and there's a day when I'm going to be able to walk into the mall and go into my favorite store and buy my favorite shirt and buy my favorite shoe. Your moment is coming as well. There's a day when I'm going to be able to get on a plane. You're going to be able to, to go to that Jogja and, and Maiden and that Bali. I know some of you are missing Bali. When I look at you, when I look at your uh, feeds on, on Instagram, it's Bali Bali, but that's from last year. My brother, my sister, God is not interested in last year. God is interested in this year. And in this year, the COVID crisis, the COVID winter is going to end and we're going to celebrate and be happy your moment of joy god has created it it is coming it is coming summer is coming summer is coming things are going to change things are gonna get better now 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 you see i I need you to tell you something about summer this is important you see i discovered that the fig tree has fruit before leaves what that means is it shows signs of summer before the trees which are critical to change to indicate that the season is going to happen let me help you to see the picture Jesus is saying to the disciples yes it may have the first fruits which typically came at the end of June But normally when they came at the end of June, they fell off the tree real fast. So Jesus is saying, do not pay attention to the first fruit because it falls off. Mm -hmm. But the most important fruit came at the end of summer, which was around August. Mm -hmm. Jesus is saying, make sure that you don't celebrate before time. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you don't think it's summer when it ain't summer yet. We need to be like New Zealand, which is saying, yes, we have curbed COVID-19, but we have to be careful that the curve does not spike up again. My brother and my sister, it is very critical that you do not celebrate before time. I, I'm reminded of a, of a story of a of a football player. He's running. He, 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 he picked up a fumble. A fumble is when somebody has a ball and they drop it and then the other team picks it up. So he fumbles a ball. And, he, you know, it was the first time that he had ever touched a ball in a real game. And he was heading for the end zone. We call that he was going to score a touchdown. He was going to score points. So there he is running. And before he, he's able to cross into the end zone, he put out his hand like this. And the opposing team slapped the ball out of his hand, slapped the ball out of his hand, and he never scored. Mm-hmm. Some of us, we get too excited. We think that we're getting the big contract. We tell everybody we publish it on Facebook, wherever it is. Then we, we get the last minute, oh, we, we decided to go with uh, another company. And some of us get excited. Man, me and the girl have been talking a lot. You know, things are going all right. You know what I mean? And then you, 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 you think you're about to close the deal. Right, And then she's like, ah, you know, I think I'm not ready for a relationship right now. You're like, ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Then You go to that job, and the, and the interview went well, and, and he liked the way you talked. She liked the way you talked. She liked the way you dressed. And she's like, we're going to get back to you. And there you go, and then you call all your friends, guys, uh, we need to have a party because I have a job in the bag. And then as soon as you finish the party, <laughs> the, as soon as you finish the party, you get a call. Uh, actually... Um, yeah, we, we're not going to go with you, or you never get the call at all. So yes, summer is coming, but do not celebrate before time. And the, the fourth lesson Jesus teaches from the fig tree is that we have a responsibility to know when summer is coming. Now here in Jakarta, here in Indonesia, we have two seasons. We have the dry season. And the wet season in fact right now we are approaching the dry season and many of us are excited about the dry season because we have to put out we can put up our umbrellas again I I don't really like the rainy season I'll just be honest with you I'm really looking forward to the dry season because I can run and be outside and that kind of thing you know we are good at detecting and recognizing when summer is coming we are good at dictating And knowing when seasons are going to change. We have a skill. We have an ability to know when things are going to happen. That is why you schedule on your Google calendar and your iCalendar when the payday is coming. Because you know at a specific moment, either the middle of the month or the beginning of the month, that payday is coming. So we are good at that. And Jesus says that ability to know the the change of seasons, you need to apply it to the bigger things in your life. It needs to be applied to spiritual matters in your life. And that is why in verse 33, Jesus says, so you also, when you see all these things take place or happen, know that it is near it. It is near at the doors. And here we see that Jesus Christ wasn't just talking about a small little thing. Jesus Christ wasn't just talking about summer, as we know. He wasn't talking about your next break. He wasn't talking about your next contract. He wasn't talking about your next relationship. Jesus Christ was talking about something much, much bigger. Jesus Christ was talking about the day when COVID 19 is going to be over. The day when he can celebrate and be with each and every one of us. The day when death and disease and destruction are going to be over the day when viruses are going to disappear jesus was talking about the summer of his coming the day we're going to say he, he he can say it is over you and i can now be together jesus christ was looking forward to something much much bigger and my brother and my sister when i talk about summer i'm not just talking about the little things in your life i'm not just talking about the little victories in your life because the way life is is that if we have a joy today tomorrow we can be sad Today somebody can tell you you did a good job, and the next day they'll be like, ah, you did a good job. The next day you can, you can be healthy. Today you can be healthy, but tomorrow you can be sick. That's how life is. Life on this earth is full of winters and, and sadness and, and darkness, but Jesus Christ is looking for a day when it is always going to be summer. Mm. When joy is never going to end. But the critical question is, how do we know when summer is coming? How do we know Understand that this summer that Jesus is talking about that is bigger than just your next break is gonna is gonna happen. So, I live on on I live off the the gallon of water if you know what I'm talking about. There, the I think twenty liters. Yeah, twenty liters. I live off of that, and I buy that at my little nineteen thousand five hundred rupee. It's it's a good it's a good deal. We're talking about a dollar and know maybe 20 cents you know a good deal but for the last two weeks I've had to live off 1.5 liter aqua bottles now one of those bottles cost me seven thousand five hundred if you do the mathematics 19,000 and seven thousand yeah that's a that's a that's a big difference and so, you know, I like to save money and, and make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm frugal with, with, with how I spend money. So I was thinking to myself, what is a solution to this situation that I'm in? How do I make sure that I get this gallon of water? So I kept going and checking in, my, in the stores in my apartment. I would go to Indomart, and I would go to Circle K. And I would go there continually, checking. And every time I got there. The ladies will tell me, or the attendants would tell me, uh, Pa, Jumat Juma lagi. It's coming. Uh, Friday, it's going to come. And I, I went there Friday to look for this you know, water, and it's not there. Like People came like locusts and just bought everything up. Mm-hmm. So I said to myself, no, this has to change. So I asked a friend. I said, look, I need water. Can you help me? He says, yeah, no problem, I can help you. So I, I sent him my number. I texted him. He didn't even see the message. And then when I met him one day, he's like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. I forgot to to text for you. Let me text now. And I never heard anything again from him. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, what should I do about this situation? So I went to Cocos at Carrefour. I'm looking for water, y'all. I'm looking for this 19,500 gallon of of water. And I got there, and it was like a whole lot of them. They're at the back of Carrefour, you know, near the, the fruit section. So I'm there looking. And... And I asked the, the, the store, uh, one of the guys in the store, I said to him, uh, bro, um, I didn't even say bro, I said pa, or you know, I said pa, uh, I'm looking for this. Uh, how much is it? He says, uh, it's about $60,000. i am like, oh, 60000 For something that I only paid $90,500? I said, I, I'm good. i will rather stick to my 1.5 liter of bottles. So last Thursday, I go running, and I'm coming out. I'm coming back to my apartment, I'm walking, and my head is down because I was just thinking, I'm going through my own mental progressions. And I look up and I saw a truck. The truck was loading empty bottles of water. Man, I got excited. I said, it's Thursday, tomorrow is Friday. That means that they're gonna deliver the water on Friday and I should be the first one in the store to buy this water. But as I got closer to the truck, I realized that the reason why they were loading this truck with uh, empty bottles is because they had unloaded it of the full bottles and at that moment I became excited but here is the point I'm trying to drive across to you you see I had to be vigilant I had to observe the signs around me to know when my summer of water was coming I had to ask I had to go to places. I got to do stuff. My brother, my sister, it is not time to sit on your intellectual hands. It is not time to drag your spiritual feet. It is time for you to learn for yourself what are the signs that indicate the summer of the coming of Jesus. Many of us, we have depended too long, uh, too much too deeply on pastors to teach us the bible and i love what elder Reeve was talking about today the bible wasn't given to scholars the bible was given to the simple folk it was written in the simplest of languages my brother and my sister you owe it to yourself to understand when summer is going to come because when summer is going to come it's going to chase things around you things are going to be so much better things are going to be so much greater my brother and my sister this world is not all that there is oh my brother and my sister i'm looking forward to it The day when death and disease and sadness low credit and criticism all of the nasty and the bad things are going to be over i'm looking to the day when i will no longer be short but i'll be told that's for you somebody my brother my sister god wants to change this situation this world is not it he is tired of covid 19 he is tired of terrorism he is tired of depression he is tired of sickness he is tired of it and he is telling you and i today that summer is coming is coming is coming Amen. and are you ready for summer Amen. summer is coming but you need to do your due diligence and study mm. now now you see in my summer of excitement and joy that i had this water i quickly realized that this water is going to last me for a week and after a week i'll need another i'll need another bottle of water the, the point is this my brother and my sister this world is like that it's not satisfactory it is not satisfying it is not filling it's like eating salad for lunch. You know you're going to be hungry in the next hour. You know what I'm saying? And that's why Jesus is helping us to understand. My brother, my sister, do not, please look forward to something greater and something bigger. And in this moment, when we are suffering in COVID-19, it is not time to simply think on the low level. Don't just think, oh, I want my job to come back. Don't just, don't just think I want carfreeday to come back. Don't just think that I want to be able to go back to the mall. Start thinking. I want to celebrate with Jesus when it comes. Hallelujah. Start thinking. I want to invest in the kingdom so that somebody else can celebrate in the kingdom with me. And start thinking how can I make sure that me and my family are going to make it to summer? How can I make sure that I'm a blessing to those around me? Because, my brother and my sister, if you can do that, my brother, then summer is going to be a beautiful moment. And here's something I need to throw at you. You see, in the winter, in the winter, we have to shed off the leaves. Those are essential and critical things. To prepare room for the leaves of spring. I need you to understand my brother and my sister. In whatever season you're going through. Trust the Lord that he's with you. Amen. That he's going to bring things and change things around you. And things are going to be beautiful. Now, now notice Jesus says. Now learn this parable from the victory. Interestingly enough the word learn is where we get the word for disciple. In the the Greek, it's mathete. And the disciple is mathetes. (laughs) In order for you to understand and know when summer is coming, you need to follow Jesus. You need to follow the lesson plan of Jesus. And I'm talking to somebody here who needs to make Jesus their master who needs to make jesus the one who they're going to follow you need to go in the direction that he's prepared and planned for your life learn the things that god wants to do in your life this moment is a time for somebody to say you know what i have never given my life to jesus but i'm ready now because i know that jesus christ is not leading me into a ditch he's not leading me to destroy me jesus christ is leading me to my summer he's leading me to when i can celebrate he's leading me to when my struggles are going to be over and i'll would give anything for that moment i will give anything to enjoy that moment with jesus i want to live eternally i want to be with him wherever he is i want to i want to follow him and be by his side but it begins by saying i'm going to learn from jesus today he is my master and i'm my and i'm, I'm his disciple yes my brother my sister you have a responsibility to know when somebody's coming yeah winter comes before summer and then after winter spring comes and then after after spring summer comes Uh, but you need to learn you have a responsibility to know when summer is going to come but here is a final and fifth lesson that jesus was trying to communicate and it is this that each generation is ripe for summer to come each generation is ripe and seasoned for summer to come notice he says i surely i say to you this generation this generation will not pass away until until these things take place now many scholars have debated what is this generation allow me to give you the answer simply when i follow the progression of matthew 24 jesus says to the disciples in verse number two do you see all of these things they're going to be destroyed then the disciples come to jesus and they utilize what i call an esboa approach meaning that they combine everything they ask jesus lord tell us when will these things happen tell us the sound of your coming and the end of the age now jesus borrowed their esboa approach for those of you don't know esboa is an indonesian fruit cartel jesus followed their esboa approach and then he answered things related to the destruction of the temple he answered things related to his second coming and he answered things related to the end of the age and then he's able to come back and say this generation will not pass away until these things take place what am i trying to say my brother and my sister we are that generation because humanity is connected from the time of the disciples to us we live in a constant tension of the coming of jesus christ I know we get tired of listening to the summer of the coming of Jesus Christ. Preachers have told us this many, many times. In fact, we make jokes when people tell us I'm coming. And we say, please don't be like the coming of Jesus, right? Please really come. But my brother and my sister, I want you to understand that we are living in that moment when summer is going to come. And you owe it to yourself to make sure that you are prepared and you are ready. Because at any moment it can come. My brother and my sister, hear me carefully. You are a part of this generation that is soon to see the coming of Jesus Christ. I, I don't know. You might die today and never see the coming of Jesus Christ. But it still does not change the fact that summer is coming. Amen. It still doesn't change the fact that you are part of the generation that Jesus Christ is going to come. Now, what it tells me is this. Because summer is going to come. And I'm part of the generation that summer is supposed to come in. I need to be ready. Amen. I need to be like a a bodybuilder. Getting ready for summer. I need to train hard in the gym. Make sure that I chisel my six pack. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I need to make sure that I put my body in shape. So that when summer comes, I'm ready to show up and show out. When summer comes, I'm ready to show the work that I've put in. Because you see, if you don't prepare for summer, you cannot celebrate in summer. If you don't prepare for summer, you have to hide your body in summer. My brother, my sister, when Jesus Christ is going to come, you and I should be prepared not to show off our bodies like a bodybuilder for self-glorification, but to show off our spiritual bodies for the glory of God. We need to be able to say, Lord, your grace did something in my life. Lord, your message changed my critical attitude. Lord, your message changed my doubt. Your message changed my discouragement. Your message transformed me to be a loving person. And I'm ready right now to show somebody, and I'm ready to show you that summer is really for your moment of glory. It is not for you, it is for God. My brother and my sister, summer is coming, and you owe it to God. You owe it to yourself. To be ready, you see, when God comes, summer comes. Summer came to a couple that didn't have a baby, Abraham and Sarah. Summer came to a bondage nation in Egypt. Summer came to a prostitute in Jericho. Summer came to a king. Who was dethroned by his own son. Summer came uh, to a king who was told that he has 15 years to live. Summer came to disciples who were lost and destitute. Summer came to a woman who lost her son uh, to death. Summer came to a man who died. My brother and my sister, you are looking for summer. Summer is with God. You're looking for a change. Change is with God. You're looking for things to be moved around you. God is the one who is going to bring it into your life. This is a moment for us to prepare for summer. It is a moment to say, Lord, I need you. I want you. I love you. Give me, my, give me the thing that I need so that when summer comes, I'm prepared for your coming. Amen. Somebody needs to trust God. Somebody needs to prepare for summer. Somebody needs to say, Lord, you are everything that I am. Somebody needs to say, Lord, without you, I'm nothing. Without you, I'm useless. Somebody needs to say, Lord, I've been doubting your ability to change things in my life. But Lord, I now see that with you, somebody's going to come. Somebody here needs to let go of some leaves. And prepare space for new leaves. Somebody here needs to stay in the ground that God has prepared and called for you. Somebody here needs to be ready for summer. I don't know if you want to join me, but I, I want to be ready when summer comes. I want to join Jesus and celebrate with him when summer comes. Every head is bowed, every set of eyes is closed. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Summer is coming. And what we know is that summer can come right here in earth and change our situation. But Father, we are looking forward to the glorious summer of your coming. We are praying that you will put in our, us a desire to learn and to know you better. Somebody here who heard me needs to let go of some leaves. Those things need to go. Because as long as they keep them, there will never ever be life. Somebody needs to let go of a job, a relationship, a position, an idea. Father, somebody needs to stay in the ground that God has prepared for them. Remain planted and simply survive on what you can provide. Not worry about the beauty of leaves. Father, somebody needs their situation to change. They've been in winter too long and I'm praying, Father, that you bring summer into their life. Father, somebody needs to be ready for for summer, that summer that is to come. And Father, I'm praying, Lord, that you would do what is amazing and fabulous and help them to be prepared, to prepare themselves spiritually, to understand the word of God and put it into practice and make it real in their life. Father, I need you to do something mighty and powerful for us. So that when summer comes, we are ready to celebrate with our King and our maker, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for your love. Thank you, Father, for your care. I humbly pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.